Hey friend, you're listening to the Cup of Chels podcast and I'm your host, Chelsea Holden. You can think of this like your weekly coffee catch up with your best friend and spiritual running buddy who just so happens to be your life coach. Each week I'll share inspiring tools and techniques for spiritual growth and self-development mixed with personal stories from my own journey and awakening. Between podcasting, life coaching, speaking, and writing, I'm laying it all out on the table. Seriously, I'm an open book, and I believe that it's the sharing of our stories that truly connects us. And in these connections, we are reminded of our truth, which is we are deeply loved and supported. And it's my mission in life to do just that. And because I'm forever curious about others, their practices, what tools they're using, their own journey, I'll be bringing on some kick-ass guests for thought-provoking conversations you definitely don't want to miss. So be sure to hit that subscribe button. Now, if you're ready to transform and co-create the life of your dreams, then you're in the right spot. Now, grab a cup of coffee and get me one while you're at it. Let's get comfy and dive into today's show. All right, welcome. Hey there, welcome to another episode. This is episode number 62 where we are talking, we're just going to have a sober curious chat, if you will. I really want to bring to you more conversations like this because I really want to open it up to get you to think about sobriety in a different way. And also to really inspire you to take action, to look at your relationships with alcohol, with drugs, with maybe food, with consumption in general, and with other distractions in life. So that's really what this is all about. I want to normalize no drinking, and I want to normalize sobriety for people. You know, I feel like it should be, as I say that out loud, it almost sounds weird, but I feel like it should be something so normal. Yet I found, especially in this creative, you know, environment that I'm a part of, people that I surround myself with, you know, just creatives that I'm inspired by and stuff too. I realized that sobriety is maybe not the go-to. It's maybe not the go-to. And I want to just take the stigma off of the word in general. So this conversation today is all about sober curiosity. It's all about being curious, getting curious, and just taking a look at things with such an open mind and with an open heart. So I have, you know, I've been on this no alcohol journey for quite a while now. In fact, as I'm recording this, today is day 621 of no alcohol. Yay! It's so awesome. Sometimes I'll have dreams where like I drink and then it kind of like triggers me. You know, I don't know if any of you have ever, we used to call it like dreams where you're in the weeds and stuff, like when you'd wait tables or maybe you bartended and you were just stuck in the weeds, like meaning, you know, just 
you're fully sat or there's, you know, up the bar top is like two or three people deep and you just can't even get your breath. So I don't have many of those dreams anymore from waiting tables or bartending, but every once in a while now I'll get them about drinking. So it's just kind of funny. I feel like the subconscious brings those to the surface because there's still some work to be done there. And by having conversations like this with you, it allows me to heal. And I know that it's valuable for people that are listening to you. So again, you know, just in all this, this is, it's merely meant to be fun. It's meant to be inspirational. It's meant to get you to think about things in a different way. And we are removing the judgment from it. Okay. So I really want to preface this episode with that. Like there is no judgment here. This is a safe place for you to take a look at your life. And it's a safe place for you to really get curious with yourself and with your own relationships. And again, sobriety can come in many different forms and we can be addicted to so many different things. You know, there's, heck, there's a whole documentary called The Social Dilemma about our addiction to social media, right? So keep an open mind as we go through this conversation. While I will be referring a lot to alcohol, think of it in a different way for you. Maybe you don't have a problem with alcohol, but maybe you have a problem with, you know, with drugs, again, with social media, with maybe you have a problem with your victim mentality. Maybe you constantly have this negative self-talk going on in your mind and it's become sort of a crutch for you, right? It's become your go-to and you're probably not even realizing it. So, Again, sobriety around all these things is essentially my description of sobriety is removing that from your life. You know, it is removing what is becoming a distraction, what has been a distraction, what is keeping you from living your life fully. And I'm so freaking passionate and obsessed with this and it's everything for me. Giving up alcohol, becoming sober from alcohol has completely changed my life. It has 100% changed everything about my life. I would not be where I am today had I not made that one decision to just stop drinking. And while it took me time and time again to do that, I'm here today 621 days by the time you hear this, you know, even more so sober from alcohol. So I really want you to keep an open mind as we go through this podcast. And as I just kind of, I'm just channeling all of this conversation with you today. I'm really just coming from a place of inspiration and I'm actually, I'm starting a whole new ritual, which is awesome. And I can't wait to share more about this with you in upcoming episodes. I'm going to dive deeper into it. And I touched on it a little bit last week, but I created a whole new ritual for my scheduling that is aligned with our chakras. And today I'm recording this episode on a Monday. I'm going to batch record today and knock out a few different episodes because today is all about the throat 
chakra. So I've got my turquoise ring on, which is a great stone associated with the throat chakra. I've got a necklace. I had it on, but I felt like it was going to be too loud for the recording. So I just have it next to me. Lavender essential oils is something that I found that works well with your throat chakra. And I'm really, today is all about just creating. It's about using my voice to send the messages that need to be heard. And that chakra is blue. So again, that, you know, hence the turquoise, the card that I have in front of me is blue, you know, and I'm just, I'm really focusing on, on things that are blue right now in my room that I can look at and focus on um, just to kind of, you know, help that energy, align that energy to keep my chakra as silky smooth as possible so that I can deliver the messages that you need to hear today. So as always, I call upon my guides, my angel guides, my spirit guides to guide me in this conversation. So so that it can be of the highest good for all. That is my intention with it, is that you get something out of it that will allow you to live at your highest self, to to really start to make the changes and the shifts and to transform so that you can go out and impact your own life and impact those around you as well, right? It's this amazing, beautiful ripple effect that we all get to be a part of because we are alive and here and living in this world. And how fucking awesome is that? Like just such a beautiful gift. So take a moment right now to just recognize where you're at without judgment, wherever it comes to your journey, when it comes to your sobriety, when it comes to your relationship with people with distractions, with work, with all kinds of different situations. And I really just want you to, again, without judgment, to just extend some grace to yourself. All right. I'm sending you so much loving energy right now that you know how deeply loved and how deeply supported you are. You are. You are here for a reason. You were put on this earth to align to live out your desires because they were God given to you. I believe that fully. And I know that for me, the key to doing that, the key to calling in everything that I desire, the key to making my dreams come true, the key to manifesting has been removing what was my major distraction. And that was alcohol. So with that, you know, yeah, we're here. We're here. We're talking about sober curiosity. And I think that when people, I know for me, and I can only speak for me, right? I don't want to make any assumptions about you or where you are with your relationship. Again, with any of these distractions, again, I will be talking about alcohol here because that was the major one in my life. For me, I knew that alcohol was hindering my ability to show up as my highest self. It was this weight on my shoulders. It was a wet blanket that I carried around. It was a cloud over my sunshine. It was, you know, a cover over my light. It dimmed me as a person, as a soul. And how in the hell did I really expect to live out my dreams with all of that baggage, right? 
I mean, think about it. How could I show up as my highest self if I wasn't fully living as my highest self? You know, I think about how I used to live my life and it was like I was just getting through the week to live for the weekend. Does that sound familiar to any of you? Right? Going through the motions of the week, going to work, working my butt off so that I could quote unquote relax on the weekend, so that I could quote unquote have fun. Working for the weekend. Working to then spend a ton of money on going out and drinking. And it wasn't just even the drinking, right? It was it was drinking, it was, you know, socializing, it was buying drinks for other people. You know, if we were out seeing live music, maybe you buy a round for the band, you know, whatever that entailed. But then afterwards, the repercussions start kicking in too, right? Like not only was I damaging my body, damaging my health set, I was damaging my emotional set. I was damaging my mindset and my soul set by consuming alcohol because it's what I had done. Because it's all I knew to do to relax, to have fun, to socialize, to engage, to connect. It's all I knew. It was so ingrained in me and such a habit that I became blind to really knowing that there was another way to live. There's totally another way to live. For me, it was all these limiting beliefs of, I won't be fun. If I give up drinking, I will not be fun. Who's going to want to hang out with me? And then I'm just going to be alone, right? What's the underlying fear there, right? Like not being fun isn't really deep enough, right? That's more surface level. But the underlying fear there is abandonment. That I'm not good enough on my own without alcohol for people to enjoy my company. So who's going to want to be with me? That's so crazy to think about. Because what it did in fact, right, ironically enough, is that it didn't make me fun. Maybe, maybe every once in a while I was fun. But then it kind of turned into a shit show if I'm being honest, right? I'd get emotional, I'd cry a lot, I'd turn into a real asshole, and maybe not with everybody, but I'd turn into an asshole with my husband, for sure, and for no reason, for no reason. You know, as I'm talking, I'm thinking about like, what was going on in my subconscious that needed to be healed so badly, like so much shadow there coming out in ways that was so unhealthy. You know, pent up fears, I believe fears of abandonment, pent up fears of feeling unworthy, just coming out in just the most ugly, not self ways. And aside from that, right, aside from that night of, you know, debauchery. And then you go and you eat like crap the next day or even that night, you know, you get all the munchies and you just eat crap because you're out late, nothing's open, 
So really, you know, here in Texas, Whataburger, <laughs> Whataburger's open 24 hours. So you get fast food, you just, you eat because you need something to soak up the booze. And then you feel like crap the next day. And then it's just like this, ugh, it's like this exhausting hamster wheel of a cycle. And so maybe Friday night isn't so bad, right? Maybe Friday night you've worked all week and this is how we justify it, right? Like, well, I deserve, I deserve a drink because I work so hard. I deserve to cut loose because I worked my butt off. And that's what I would do. And that's what a lot of us do, right? So Friday's not so bad, but then come Saturday, it's like ooh, a little hungover from, from Friday night's festivities. So Saturday, you just, well, I, I just don't want to do anything today. I don't have to work, especially if you didn't have to, you know, if I didn't have anything real estate wise. But, you know, there was many times I showed up, you know, not 100%, like hungover to an open house. That sucks. That totally sucked. I think about how many times I was hungover, like on a Saturday. And the only thing that would ever really make it feel better is just to continue drinking. Like, ugh, can you imagine? You're just perpetually stimulating the problem. You're adding more fuel to the fire in that case, right? That's what I was doing. So Saturday night, Sunday, maybe you have some brunch, maybe you know, maybe it was like mimosas or some Bloody Marys or Michelada, something to take the edge off, a hair of the dog, if you will, because you're still hung over or still drunk. And when we do that, when we have the quote unquote, like the hair of the dog, when we just do that, we're instantly drunk again. I mean, we may not be as drunk as we were like the night before, whatever the case may be, but you're instantly right back there. You didn't heal yourself. And you know what's really crazy too is I think about drinking. And I don't consider myself an addict. I was able to quit on my own. I think anybody that feels like they have, this is going out to you. If you know you have a serious problem and you tried to do it on your own and you can't, then you need to seek out some help. Whether that's help in a friend, whether that's help with a counselor, with a therapist, going to an AA meeting, whatever that looks like for you, if you are in a situation where you need help, please go get help. Our mental health is so vital. You must protect it. You must protect it. And I want to pause and say something right here. When you decide to go get help, do not judge yourself. You are not failing at life because you have to get help. You are not broken either. Whatever it is that you're struggling with, when we seek help, we're seeking expert advice. We're investing in ourselves by seeking help from someone else but someone who has either been there and has walked the walk or someone that knows how to help you come out on the other side and better and full of life. 
So get the help you need. Take care of your mental health, please, please, please. We need you in this world. We need you to be here, to live fully, to enjoy your life, and to do it without distraction. So, okay, I just, I felt like that needed to come out right now in this moment. I think, you know, I know that there's somebody out there that needed to hear that. So, you know, I think about this and how funny it is to to binge drink on the weekends, which I think is probably the majority of us. You know, if we feel we're not addicted to alcohol or not addicted to drugs, maybe we just use them recreationally. We're also binge drinking, which is crazy. Like how many times did I drink, you know, 20 something drinks in one evening, maybe even more, you know, that was like average, right? Maybe not quite 20 on the weekends, but still anywhere, anything over like 10, you know, what that did, I I can barely even get my all my water consumption in. And I know that water is vital to me, right? It is so good for my health. It's good for my mental health. It's good for my body, for everything, for my cells, like all that shit. Like water is so good for me, yet it is a constant reminder that I have to tell myself to drink more water because I don't binge drink it, right? You know, I mean, think about that. Think about how much we can binge drink on any given weekend <laughs> and it's totally normal right it's normalized our society has made alcohol a luxury it is a treat it is the way we celebrate and to me that's bullshit it is so crazy how conditioned we are by big alcohol to think that this is this is this is good. This is good for us. This is part of life. You know? And look, I have I have friends that own bars. I have been a bartender myself. Like I'm not saying that alcohol should go away completely. I mean, maybe it should, but that's not my point in this. My point is really to just get you to think about your relationship with it. So back to this, right? Like you consume, you know, 10 to 20 drinks on any given night or over the weekend, but how much water do you actually consume? Think about that. Doesn't that just blow your mind? I don't know. It blows my mind. That's for sure. And then again, on top of it, the money aspect, right? I have been doing so much money work. I love money. I love money. Money loves me. Money flows to me freely and easily. I am abundant. We are all abundant. And there is abundance all around, y'all, all around. I have done so much work around my money beliefs, but there was always a block. And I think that a big block of that was when I was not respecting my money. I was throwing away money on alcohol and not even enjoying it. I was throwing away money on a habit that was not serving me. So essentially, my alcohol was 
derailing any money work that I had been doing or trying to do, right? It was counterintuitive. I was disrespecting my money by throwing it away on something that wasn't serving me that I was beating myself up for, therefore blocking any future money from coming in. What a stupid, vicious cycle. And again, this is no judgment. I'm talking about myself here. I'm merely reporting because now I I don't, I'm not mad at the person that I was, but, and neither should you be. Wherever you're at on this journey, wherever you are in your curiosity with your relationships with things that are a distraction in your life, you are exactly where you need to be, first of all. You're exactly where you need to be. If you're listening to this episode, it's because you were meant to listen to it. There are no coincidences. And it's okay. Again, you are not broken. That person, that girl that I was when I chose to drink, I love the shit out of her. She needed help. She needed to do something differently. The old me needed comfort, needed love, needed attention. But I sought it in external things. It wasn't until... I gave myself the love that I needed. I gave myself the comfort that I needed. I removed that distraction. Did things really start to shift? No external person, circumstance, force can do that. Not for me anyway. It all starts with our own self. It all starts with taking a hard look at what is not serving us. Alcohol was no longer serving me. It does not serve me still. I don't ever see myself drinking again. Like I really don't. I look to myself in the future. You know, I visualize a lot about my future life, calling it in, really embodying that so that it can come faster. Like the law of attraction. I'm a big, heavy believer in it all. And when I visualize my life in the future, I don't see alcohol there. I see gatherings. I see people. I, you know, I see all of that socializing, just no booze. And I'm totally okay with that. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. And that was one of my biggest fears in giving it up, that I would miss out, you know, this fear of missing out, FOMO. Oh my God. (laughs) What an illusion that was. What an illusion that was. I am more engaged with my life now because I've removed that distraction. I am more in tune with what my body needs now because that distraction is no longer in my life. I show up more for my life. I have deeper relationships than I think maybe ever I've had with myself, with my husband, with friends, with family. I feel more connected and I feel more at peace. It's freeing. It's freeing. It is so free to not have to think about drinking. Talk about a mind game. Drinking consumed 
my thoughts and not in an addictive way. I hope that this makes sense. It consumed my thoughts, not because I was wondering when I was going to have my next drink. No, it consumed my thoughts because of the judgment that I was placing on myself and the anxiety that came with drinking. And what did I say? Who did I talk to? How did I embarrass myself? How did I embarrass my husband? You know, did I piss somebody off? Oh my God, did I cry? I made an ass out of my, like that train of negative self-talk, that spiral of negativity consumed me. Not to mention just the crap hangovers too. And here's the thing. You don't know how good you can feel because your good is a different level. Does that make sense? Right? You don't know how bad you feel because you don't know how good you can feel. That's another way to rephrase it, right? When I still drank on days when I wasn't hungover, I thought I felt great. But now that alcohol is completely gone from my life, my great became amazing. The energy that I have, the vitality that I have, the ability to be creative and create, my God, huge, huge. You would not be listening to me right now, I guarantee it, if I was still drinking. I would not be coaching others right now if I was still drinking. I would be doing real estate, but not on the level that I've done it in the past if I was still drinking. I would not be making an impact in the world if I was still drinking. So my question for you is what is the distraction for you? What can you get curious about enough to do an experiment and test that relationship? What is it for you? If it's not alcohol, what is it? And when you do this and when you ask yourself these questions, take it seriously. Don't do it just in passing by, right? Like, no, the point is to get real with yourself. Be the observer of your life. Look back on this last week, the last month, look back on 2020, where were you choosing to distract, to numb, as opposed to really tune in and start healing and start working through what you need to work through about, you know, choosing to not take care of yourself. Get as curious as possible. Get so freaking curious about life and about what life could look like if you were to do it differently, right? Those things that may be a distraction for you, are they serving you? Honestly. You know how many times I wrote out a pros and cons list of drinking and not drinking? Several, 
Do you know how many times I stopped drinking? Several. Be patient with yourself. On top of it all, give yourself some grace. Be patient with yourself, but really take a look. Really take a look at what is distracting you in your life. What is keeping you from fully stepping into your creative power and calling in everything that you're desiring? Why do you think that you haven't achieved that dream yet, that you haven't achieved that goal? It's not because you don't want it, because you do want it, because you have these goals, you have these dreams because you want it. But there's a block somewhere. And my guess is, is that it has to do something with a distraction, with a habit that's no longer serving you. And by getting curious and by looking in, being the observer, removing judgment, and taking a hard look with a fine tooth comb about, well, shit, you know what? This isn't really serving me anymore. In fact, I don't know if it ever did. So let's try it out. Then it comes to taking action, right? You get curious, you realize, you start to pick up on, okay, I see where this is keeping me from showing up fully in my life. All right, I see you. I see you. No judgment. Now what? That's a question you got to answer for yourself. Here's the deal. You're the expert in your life. Whether you believe that to be true or not, you are. Everything that you need to know, you have all the answers. You know. You know deep down what is keeping you from getting to that next level in your life, from really manifesting your dreams. And my guess is it's a distraction. So try it out. Try, try giving it up for 30 days, for 60 days, for however long feels right for you and see how things start to shift. See what happens. You know, it might be a really good idea to write out what scares you about removing that thing from your life or that person, that situation, whatever it is, right? Write out what really scares you about it. A lot of times, the majority of the time, the underlying fear is this feeling of unworthiness, a feeling that we're just not good enough. And that, my friend, is a big, fat lie. 100% lie. And I'm still working through that. I'm peeling back the layers in all the work that I do, and it still comes up for me. But I'm here to tell you, and I'm here to remind you, again, because we all need the reminder, self-included, that you are worthy. You are so freaking worthy of living a big, beautiful life, of having everything your heart desires. You're worthy of getting out of your own way. So get out of your way already. Get curious. I'd love to know 
how this resonated with you, I would love to, you know, get your biggest takeaway. So just screenshot the episode. So I know you're listening in real time. Tag me at the Chelsea Holden over on Instagram or on Facebook. Either one's fine. And let me know. Really, let me know what you're struggling with. I'm here to lend an ear and I'd love to hop on a call with you as well if you're ready to take that next step. If you're ready to really take that next step in life and to really get curious about what it is that you need in order to achieve your dreams, let's hop on a call. You know, I do this life coaching for a living, y'all, and I fucking love it. And coaching works. It works. Life coaching is all about taking you from where you are to where you want to be. So where do you want to be? Right? Think about that. I pray that this episode served you today, and I can't wait to hear hear how you liked it. I can't wait to hear your takeaways. So... I will leave you with that, my friends. Get curious. I love you. Adios. Awesome. That was so much fun. I don't know about you, but I had such a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Cup of Chels. And I am so freaking thankful that you're here and that you've decided to spend this time with me and listen in. I know you've got a lot of choices out there. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know it would be a great listen for somebody else, please don't keep me a secret. Be sure to share it, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, use the hashtag CuppaChels, that's C-U-P-P-A-C-H-E-L-S, and also subscribe so you can always get the latest episode directly. And then if you're feeling up for it, leave me a review. I'm so grateful. Love and light. Adios.